Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father, through His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and newborn King. Amen. The Word of God that calls for our attention this morning comes to us from the Gospel reading, from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. So far, our text. This morning, we gather once again to celebrate the greatest mystery that has ever happened in the entire history of the world. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We hear this, and it's like, okay, Word, flesh, okay. What's the big deal? Well, John starts off his gospel with what the big deal is. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Christianity is the only religion in the world where God truly becomes flesh, truly becomes one of us. Not because he thought it would be nice to spend a few days with us and get to know us a little better, but because he already knew us. He already knew the darkness that was in our hearts from our sins. And that didn't cause Him to run away from us. That caused Him to further become flesh and dwell among us. Not just visit, but to actually live with us and to abide with us. As we sang a few moments ago, God with us is now residing. Yonder shines the infant light. We see that as we have the nativity scene and the light shining from the manger and the light shining from the most unexpected of places. But even there, the Word becomes incarnate and yet remains on high. He is flesh and blood just like each of us. But He is also the Lord. He is also still fully God. And starting in the manger in Bethlehem, the Lord bared His holy arm before the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. Because when the Word became flesh, He did not become flesh, as I said, for a visit. He came for the redemption of all mankind. He came for the salvation of the world that had fallen away from Him. Because all things were made through Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. But when He came into the world, the world did not receive Him. The world did not know Him. Even though we sing over and over again, let earth receive her King. The earth did not want to receive her King. His people did not want to receive their King. And so they mocked and ridiculed, and blasphemed, and tortured him. And I'm not even just talking about his, own, his earthly life before his death. I'm talking about even now as well, as people still mock, and ridicule, and torture Christ with their words and their actions. But to all who did receive him, who do receive him in faith, who believe in his name, He gives the right to become children of God. 
We talk about him being the only begotten Son of God. The only one begotten by the Father, through whom each of us become children by adoption. Through whom each of us gets the joy of being part of the family of God. Knowing that when our earthly life is over, that we still have the joy of being able to see the glory of the only Son from the Father. Not just in glimpses at Christmas and Easter and other times through the Word, but we get to see it fully all the time. Because we still live in a world of deep darkness. But He shines His light into that darkness. And the darkness cannot overcome it. The great high priest in human flesh is the icon of God's righteousness. He is the light that enlightens everyone. He is the radiance of the glory of God in the exact imprint of His nature. We look throughout all of the Scriptures and we see one thing very clear. Holy God and sinful man cannot coexist. Sinful man cannot stand in the presence of a holy God. But here, starting in the manger, going through all of his life and his ministry, up to his death and resurrection, we have God in the flesh. God with us, in our midst. And we're not struck down. We're not instantly dissolved because He has mercy and He has grace. Therefore, we can break forth into singing for the Lord has comforted His people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. He has redeemed Milford. And He says, Ask of Me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. Yes, we can take this the wrong way and say we can ask for whatever we want and God will just give it to us. But it's all in His time, in His grace, in His mercy. Because every request that He tells us to make of Him is made in the faith that He will provide for us. The faith that He is full of grace and truth. We sang to begin the service this morning. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of His righteousness and the wonders of His love. Here in the manger, we have the king sitting on His throne. Again, not where we expect to find a king. As we hear from the Magi, they come into Jerusalem to Herod himself and say, where is the newborn king of the Jews? And Herod's like, well, there's nobody by that name here. But then they're told to go to Bethlehem and to see the child that is there. The child that is God in the flesh who leads us to the holy place within the veil. That veil that separated the priest from the presence of God. So that they did not, they were not destroyed by his complete holiness. Now he brings us into that very presence. 
He brings us into him and says, take refuge in me. Because in, in him, truly, as the hymn says, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in him. All of our hopes for what this life may bring us, all the hopes of the life of the world to come, all the fears in this world, all of them are met in him. Because he is the embodiment, the incarnation of all of those hopes. He is the incarnation of what overcomes all of those fears. And so he comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. So Isaiah can say once again, the Lord has bared his holy arm in the incarnation, and all the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. That is why we come today and every time we come together is because we know that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ came to earth, became flesh, so that He would deliver us, so that He will bring us to be with Him forever. And until then, as we just sang a few moments ago, we are the saints before the altar bending, watching in that same hope and fear. And the Lord descends, giving us His body and blood to strengthen us for the day when we do see His glory in all of its purity and all of its joy. Amen.